Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Brooke. I'm Diana. And this is episode 86. Today, we're going to be talking about Dead to Me, season two, episode six through 10. There are spoilers ahead if you haven't seen all the episodes. We're also going to discuss the movie Doolittle and the show The Golden Girls. But before we dive in, Diana, how are you today? Well, Brooke, I am doing awesome because I am here with you. And I always, it's just just a a highlight. It's a highlight. So I love uh, highlights. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's good. I can't wait to do highlights highlights again. And I cannot wait for you to do my highlights again while we highlight our conversation. And yes, we're going to do some purple like princess on uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah, and I almost said The Walking Dead again. (laughs) I know. Yeah, it's so funny. I um, I was talking to my niece and she was uh, told me she was listening into our podcast and uh, she was cracking up at that part. (laughs) (laughs) So that was fun. (sighs) But she's enjoying Uh it very much, by the way. So I, I was happy to hear that feedback from her. Um, oh, good. So, and share that with you. Thank you. But yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you. I, it's been oh, um, our whole world and our community is going through so much right now. And so it's been emotional. But I'm glad that we have um, people to talk with about it. And yeah. so I, I, I'm really grateful that I work with people that are very supportive and we've been talking a lot. So I really like that. And then I can talk to my friends. And so I'm hoping that other people have that too. So it's been helpful. Yes, very much to have people, to have friends. And so, um, yeah. So what about you? How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Um, Yeah, like you said, there's so much going on in the world and uh, in our pretty much our backyard community because we're in a pretty good, I would say, hot spot for a lot of things uh, in 2020. Right. And so um, amongst and, you know, the kind of being in the middle of all of that, um, we still have our own lives uh, personally that we've been having to get through. And, you know, because I have, um, well, I'm a mom of four, but I've got three who are under the age of 10. And um, two of them, the 10 and the five-year-old, they uh, completed their trimester of, uh, or their semester at uh, elementary school. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, 12 weeks of their uh, school, they were home. uh, And I was, I was full-time educating my five-year-old and then the 10-year-old he had a, his instructor or his teacher online uh, in support. So that was really helpful. But what I'm getting at is being that we do have our own lives and we still have to live in this society where a lot of things are happening. Um, I was able to throw the two kids an impromptu, semi-impromptu graduation ceremony last night. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so they had their t-shirt from their school with the logo on it. And then, um, I made them wear, I made them wear them, (laughs) (laughs) put it on. And then, um, I got some party decorations at the dollar store 
and I cooked food. I bought, I got to go to Costco for the first time in, I would say, 12 weeks. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And then, so we, I cooked outside. I set up the outdoors. I decorated our patio. I even did a podium for them Aww. and I made a, I'll sh I'm going to show you all the oh stuff. Oh my gosh. That's so um, awesome. I love yeah, it. And I did a poster for them because, um, you know, they're missing out on a lot of things that the school went through in the last 12 weeks. They missed out on a lot. And so, um, you might have seen a lot of the graduation signs in people's front yards. Right. Uh huh. And so I only got one for the fifth grader that I have. Um, but every year our school celebrates the kindergartners when they promote as well. But we did not get a sign from our school from our for kindergarten promotions. So my daughter was like kind of bothered by that. She's like, mommy, if I'm graduating, why don't I have a sign <laughs> in the yard? I'm like, I know. Oh, I was I hoping like that you would get one, uh -huh. but they didn't do it. So I did a graphic design um, poster of the two kids on one poster and it's to congratulate them. It has their, their school's logo on it. And I'll show you a picture. That's pretty cute. That way, um, she doesn't necessarily have her own, but this is something that they can keep for a long time. Right. Um, and so that was their podium. It's really, really, it was, I didn't cry. I thought I was going to, cause I wrote the speech and everything and uh they were so thankful they were so proud i bought them lays they each got a certificate i printed a promotion certificate for them and i got them each a gift even the baby because i know if it wouldn't be right if i didn't know get a present i too. know <laughs> that i know it wouldn't it's fine it's good <laughs> Oh, that is so, so nice. That's wonderful. I love thank that. You. Thank you. That's what I did yesterday. So I'm going to uh, edit of the video and put it on my YouTube channel. So any of my friends and family who want to see them in a graduation ceremony setting, then you can always take a look. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute. That sounds so nice. It's really cute. Yeah. yeah. So they had a really good day. Yeah. Good. Well, they yeah. deserved it. You made it Thank wonderful you. for them. So it's Thank just you. awesome. I, you know what? I just thought of something that I wanted to bring up. Yes. So a friend of mine uh, um, texted me and said, can you come by, uh, swing by and pick up something? I have something for you. And I said, okay. So um, I went over and picked it up. Oh, my gosh. It was the sweetest thing. It was a book of all of the photos. It was like a pre-printed book um, of all of us together through all the years. So these are my camping buddies. So oh, yeah. it has all of us through the years. It has a picture of me and her. Um, oh my gosh, back I think Aww. before I had kids, it was uh, we were in Halloween Aww. costumes and Oh, how cute. And Oh my gosh, it means so much to me. I can't even tell you. I she said I've been thinking of you and all of us and I miss that we haven't been able to get together and so I really wanted to have something that you could hold that shows this. And I was thinking it was so wonderful because sure I have my phone, 
but I have to go to my phone and then I have to search for the pictures, right? Because they're either on Facebook or Instagram or they're in an iCloud somewhere. And so, you know, while a lot of people don't look at pictures or a book very often, I just thought that this was so, such a great idea. And so she made a book for each of us in in our group. And um, it's just amazing. So I just Aww. love it. And it was very heartwarming to me. And so that was a really good thing that happened to me today. So. Oh, you're so blessed to have long-term friendships. Yeah. Like that. I That's know. really cool. That's really, really cool. I really value them. So. I remember your last camping story, though, when you went out there and then. Oh, yeah. You guys had to walk all far up a hill. Yes. And then somebody asked to borrow ketchup or lighter fluid, right? And you're like, oh, are they going to give it back? What do we do? Because <laughs> we were doing a podcast on, um, I think at the time it was probably like Fear the Walking Dead or something. And Oh, yeah. Like, um, would you give or what was it? <laughs> would you would you lend people things or bar, let them borrow things? I don't know what it was, but it was something. Oh, wait, I have to bring something else up. <laughs> I swear we have so much to talk about. So I was talking with another friend of mine. Okay, so just my my good friend that uh, I want to give her a shout out. My good friend that gave me the picture book was uh, my friend Debbie. But uh, my other friend reminded me, oh, I, I felt like uh, currently felt a little bit like an apocalypse with everything that's going on and... Just, you know, it's just so much crazy stuff going on, right, in, in, in our world, in the community, everywhere. And I mentioned something about feeling kind of apocalyptic. She goes, well, what do you mean? I said, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, we have to make sure that we have things, you know, even with the toilet paper and everything, right? With I mean, that was still a couple months ago, but still, like, it's, everything is so chaotic. So, yeah. and then she said... Didn't you say you wanted mangoes? And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I said, well, I remember Brooke said that she wanted uh, fried chicken and I said I wanted potatoes. I'm like, is that what you're talking about? She goes, no, I remember mangoes. And I'm like, well, we might have. That sounds familiar. Do you know that she went in a matter of like a few seconds and found the the episode? I think it was episode like 35, 36. It was in the 30s somewhere, right? Where, where oh, I, my gosh. And she found it and she sent it to me. And I'm like, you're a good fan and a good friend for knowing that we talked about mang. You had talked about mangoes, Brooke, because I did. Yeah, because I said I wanted to be near apple and orange trees. So that I could pick them oh, yeah. off the tree. And you said you wanted mangoes. But oh. I just thought it was hysterical that she recalled that so well. That's like a needle in a haystack. Exactly, right? How did she remember that and we didn't? I don't know. That's why it's like, what? So I just thought that was great. So That's cute. I just Thank you. Yes. So that's very sweet. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. You know, we need a lot more people uh, like these, like the crew that you have. That's so <laughs> cool how they're continuing your community. And, uh, you know, if they have that much passion in your friendship, I think that a lot more people in our world can be uh, as passionate like your friends and, and, and speak for themselves and, and maybe speak for other people. And that's, where I'm getting at is our question of the day. Okay. Yeah. 
with everything going on, we see a lot of advocates in our societies, in our community. My question is, have you ever had to advocate for yourself or a cause? Maybe it was a family member, a pet, a neighbor in your community. I mean, advocation is is pretty big, you know? I mean, how do you get someone to advocate? We watched the trials of Gabriel yes. Fernandez. Yes. And uh, I don't want to say his last name wrong. Was it Fernandez or Hernandez? No, I think it was Fernandez, wasn't it? Okay. I believe so. Okay. So, you know, there was a series of people that could have pushed the envelope in that situation. Yeah, you're right. Um, I have, I live in a community where there's our elementary school is in my neighborhood. And so every year our principal, we have our safety meetings with the, you know, our parents and people want crossing guards and stop signs and slow down and everybody's driving fast. Everybody's going to work. You know, last year we had somebody crash their car in front of the kid's school at nine o'clock in the morning and they died. (gasps) Are you serious? Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So how do you become that squeaky wheel that gets your passion voiced and your, your, um, your cause put out there. Like, what do you do? We have so many tools. We have social media to help out with that. We've got our cell phones. We can video record incidences and proof. We can have proof for advocacy. That's very helpful. So have you had to do anything like that? I, gosh, my mind is just, uh, my wheels are spinning. So there's so much I'm thinking about. Uh, For sure, 100%, I'm advocating for my family. And my children, uh, them in their schools, and um, because you have to, because otherwise they get lost in the shuffle. You know, yeah. I just didn't let things just go by. I mean, I was there at their school, um, really speaking to the teachers, to the principal, to the vice principals, to the counselors, and I, I, they all knew my name. <laughs> they yep. did because they're like, oh, okay, you know, uh, you know, they, she's yeah, back. Yeah, she's back. She's <laughs> and you know what? I'm very nice and I'm very kind and I'm, but I wasn't going to let up. These are my children. Mm-hmm. I have to. I have to advocate for them. So you know, I've I've been really good at that. Really good. Um, I think. I mean, as good as I can be, you know, help, trying to help them and navigate for just not my children, but other other kids, too. Um, but I was mentioning to you also that we live in an area, um, we live in an unincorporated area, and um, the city has had plans for our area. So we have been concerned about whether um, they could you know, take our property. And so um, we've had to go down to meetings and voice our opinion on that. And this has been a while. uh, This has been happening for a while. It's been many years. So um, that we had to go down there. But, you know, it's still in the works. Things are shifting and changing. And so uh, right now, I feel pretty good about uh, where we're at. Uh, But who's to say what will happen in the next few years so i'm sorry yeah oh thank you you're so kind so that's really that's a bummer yeah 
it's hard when you, you know, you, you buy a house and you live here and you think, okay, this is mine for as long as I want to be here. But the fact that someone can rightfully buy you out of it or pay you money and say you have to leave is, you know, if it's something you're not prepared for or something that you don't want to happen, that's really hard. That just doesn't seem right at all. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I read, I read up on it. Uh, you know, a few years back. And yeah, it can happen because it's for the better of the community and the city and all of that. So. Oh, come on. No, I'm just, I don't want to get there, but yeah, I, I know, know it happens. Right. I know a family it happens. that it actually happened it happens, to them. So, but I would say um, I have been, you know, listening and um, trying to pay attention to how we move forward from where we're at. And I know that we can, as people, be more involved in our um, local happenings. So I yeah. I intend to hopefully familiarize myself more with that so that I yeah. have a say. Yes, that'll be good. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. What about more you? More people yeah. are saying that. Oh, okay. So for me... As far as advocacy goes, um, I'm like you. I advocate for my children, but I led the PTA at the kids' school for two years, um, a couple years ago now, and that was really a great uh, opportunity to have that voice, to have a group of strong parents and individuals in the community to help. Uh, advocate for these children. And now I did not have to be under any circumstances where I was around, you know, um, helpless children or, you know, injured or unsafe, you know, their well-being, their child well-being. Uh, it was more just providing programs, um, supplies, uh, field trips and events for the kids. And so that was, that was a really great feeling. Um, now, uh, if I were to see an incident, a, you know, I mean, I don't want to say a crime uh, because that would be really subjective on what I would do. What would I do if I saw something, you know, like for one, be, being that I am a mom of four, I can't risk. Um, I feel like I have a more difficult time risking my life. Um, because I don't want to lose my kids and I don't want my kids to lose me. Right. So I always try to, you know, uh, make decisions based on, uh, me being around yes. <laughs> and raising my kids. Right. 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 And, and hopefully one day seeing, uh, if they have children, I'll be a grandparent one day. So I want to be around. So I want to do what's right and safe. So I don't put myself in situations where, um, I could be at, uh, my life could be at risk. I try not to. So if it's an accident, it just happens. It happens. But if I were to see something, I would hope that I would um, be there to advocate for somebody who is uh, uh, being hurt or mistreated. I have had to um, like get in the middle of people fighting physically. Right. Um, and that's... You know, you don't want to have to do that either. Like, just peace. Just stop. Right. Um, so I've done stuff like that. And yeah, I felt good. Ultimately, at the end, I did not get injured and neither did these people. 
but I, I do remember the feeling of the, um, uh, the adrenaline. And so it affects you, you know, right. So it's something that I think advocacy can be scary right. for some people. You're right. No, it totally yeah. can. I think I, I totally believe that. Mm-hmm. Yes, Animal it can rights. be scary. There's so many. Yes. There's so much that we can do as a voice. And I think, I think if we can, you know, build those communities, that's, that makes it, that might make it easier being that you're, you might feel stronger when you have people backing right. uh, the voice. Right. Yes. So I believe in advocacy for sure. Oh, yeah, I do too. So listeners, have you ever had to advocate for yourself or a cause? We want to know. You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or on our Screens in Focus Facebook page. You can follow us on our Instagram, subscribe to our website and YouTube channel. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, Brooke. So we've seen Dead to Me Season 2, Episodes 6 through 10. Yes. What did you think of Episode 6? Well, Episode 6, you don't have to. Judy and Charlie, they have sex talk. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't want to get warts, Charlie, okay? So funny. I think it was just such an awkward and embarrassing conversation. It was so cute. It was. It was. I mean, he's just sitting there and she's turned around from the front seat of the car and just the way that everything's happening, you know, the way she's communicating he's just like stop stop and i loved his sweatshirt by the way it was a santa cruz oh i noticed that yeah yeah that's so funny i noticed it too i'm like oh he's got a cool sweatshirt on yeah nice little shout out huh yeah um but that was i just love that part of the episode and then i also love judy and michelle uh, I think it's hilarious that they're always like smoking weed in the parking lot. <laughs> and then I know. they eventually end up hooking up, um, which it looks like the ex-girlfriend that Michelle's been talking about is our beloved, beloved detective Perez. I know. And I just thought, how, how awesome is that? Like this this show is just getting so much more juicier. Yes. Moment, you know, Ooh, that's a good time. word. Good word. It is. And <laughs> so um, it's funny to me that, you know, they're smoking in the car and then they go off to go get tacos and Did they you? order like, yeah. Yes. Go ahead. What you're about to say. I think I noticed it. Yes. The salmon tacos that she ordered. And then what were you going to say though? They No, uh, they ordered like, Looks like they were trying to feed ten people with yeah, everything that of, yeah that they ordered nachos and burritos and yeah. tacos and this and that. She I'm just like, loves food, I guess. She's a foodie. Oh, huh? so funny. Well, I got the reference. I thought it was pretty funny that they ordered pink tacos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you you. <laughs> Okay, wait, this is so funny because our other podcast, the whole cherry pie with the whole corpse and now it's the... (laughs) Okay, Brooke. 
<laughs> I can't be wrong about this. <laughs> uh, okay. But I thought it was really cute. I thought it was really cute. And um, I'm glad that they've been able to build a relationship. And I thought it was really sweet that Michelle uh, was invited to go to Henry's Catholic school for that. Um, uh, was it a talent show or like a performance? Yes. Uh, I thought it was so cute that um, Judy invited Michelle. But then when they get there, oh, and then Ben, he's like dancing and singing to the music. I know. So stinking cute. So funny. Yes. And then uh, Jen is just sitting there like (laughs) holding it in. It's so cute. I love that scene. And, you know, just meeting the new people or the people meeting each other. Yeah. Um, But then Henry doesn't want to sing after all. Uh-huh. And he's afraid to tell his mom. So Charlie advocates for Henry and helps him out so that he can tell his mom the truth. Yeah. Yeah. That Which was is really, cute. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I think that was really great. That's, you know, great sibling relationship there. I love how you slipped advocating because that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's, it happens. It is. It's so true. Yeah. Um, and so they end up all going to an arcade afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it was such a great moment for all these people to get to know each other. And then for Jen to see how happy Judy is because of Michelle. And um, I was just so looking forward to seeing more of these good times that they're sharing. However, they did very a dead man. I know. So I'm like, how is this even normal? (laughs) But then we see Charlie, you know, eventually at the beach house that he's, um, that she has to show to, uh, Ben, Charlie's out there smoking a cigarette in front of his mom. They're having another disagreement. Um, and I just thought that I, that's really gutsy. I could never ever do that. But I, I don't know. I thought that beach house was really nice. But Jen is now Ben's um, real estate agent. So um, I guess when they're at the beach house, Ben gets a call because there was some discovered remains. And so then Jen has to, she takes Ben to the location uh, where the remains are. I thought that was really sweet. And she's just, I feel like she's getting farther and farther into this murder. I know. She's you dig- know? Yes, I know. <laughs> As if digging a, ba- a dead man wasn't enough. She's like digging her own grave now. Yeah. By continuing this relationship that she cannot get out of with Ben. Because he really seems to like her. Um, And so I love the scene where Jen has to go and approach Parker because <laughs> of the social media posts of um, Charlie driving around in Steve's car. Yeah. And, and uh, she brings cupcakes to Parker and um, to bribe her to get that social media post taken down. And I, that, I thought that was really funny, cupcakes. And then she's like negotiating this bribe um, and she's like, or Parker goes, what are you, what are you drawing? 
but dying. It was, it was a check. <laughs> so Jen's writing out a check to pay off Parker so that she'll take these social media posts down. And she's like, uh, do you have Venmo? I know. <laughs> That was hysterical. I loved it. She's like, it. what's a Venmo? I know. <laughs> I know. It was I great. It. I know. It was yeah. great. That was a great episode. It was good. That's the episode that you said that you were laughing hysterically, right? Yeah, I think I did. I, yeah, I text you and I said, okay, I'm, I've laughed so many times out loud on this. And what's funny is I forgot the cupcake part, but then you text me later on in the week and said something about cupcakes. I'm like, what is she talking about? About. But, yeah. then, but then you reminded me and then I rewatched all the episodes a second time and I saw it and I'm like, oh, that's what yeah. she's talking about. It's so funny because you brought me cupcakes, yes. but I hadn't watched the episode yet. If I had watched the episode or yeah, I don't think I'd gotten that far yet. And uh, if I had watched it, I would have I would have loved to call you out on it at the moment. <laughs> I would have forgot. I would have been all, what? You don't want these? No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know, know, right? All right. So in episode seven, what did you notice in that episode? So in episode seven, if you only knew, um, you know, I, I want to say what I love about this show overall is I just love you know, all the series of comedic events that happens. So Judy wakes up in Michelle's bed, thrilled with the evening, and goes to make coffee where she meets an equally surprised Detective Perez, who's Michelle's ex. Judy quickly leaves after that. But it's just their comedic timing with each other. It's just not the two leads. It's everybody. I mean, Detective Perez is hysterical. Just her, yeah. the looks on her face is, is just so... Um, she's a great actress. I don't know Pere that I've Perez seen... Perez or Judy? Yeah, Perez. And I yeah. don't know that I've seen her before. No, for sure, uh, Christina Applegate and Linda Cardinelli are so awesome. But I'm just noticing, like, all the other actors. Charlie is so good. You know, Detective Perez is so good. Uh, James Marsden is so good. They're all so... The whole ensemble, they're so good. They're they're crack up. So, exactly. So Judy takes off because uh, Detective Perez wants her out of her house. And, oh, yeah. um, and then we see Jen and Charlie have this really cute conversation while clocking the speed of cars for the stop sign that Jen wants to put in. And at that point, Charlie is basically giving uh, his blessing on his mom dating Ben because he says he's a dork, but he's a nice guy. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so I thought that was really sweet of him to do that. And so Judy does make it home. She's on cloud nine telling Jen all about Michelle. And she's about to tell her about the roommate. But Ben arrives and he tells them that they found Steve's burned up car and verified it by the VIN number, which freaks Jen and Judy out. And he's overwhelmed by finding out this news along with having to plan a vigil and the next thing you know, Jen volunteers them to handle the vigil planning, which Judy points out is not smart, but Jen thinks it'll look good because it'll steer the investigation away from them. So then that's when Judy spills the beans that Detective Perez is Michelle's roommate and Michelle's ex-girlfriend, which yeah. prompts Jen to tell Judy to break up with her. 
So now poor Judy has both Jen and Detective Perez telling her to break up with the only relationship that has been fulfilling to her. I which, know. Which so makes, sad. yeah, it makes me feel bad for her. And so yeah. at the uh, vigil, uh, Detective Perez arrives and is greeted by Jen and says that the perpetrator always shows up to these things, which is hysterical because that's exactly what Jen was trying to avoid. <laughs> and, here I know. She, and here she's doing the exact thing that most groups uh, do. Yeah, exactly. So it, it was, was just funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And, um, at this vigil, Judy is confronted by so many things. So Steve and Ben's mom arrives and is rude to Judy. And then Judy sees that Steve's girlfriend is pregnant, which is so sad because, you know, Judy was so heartbroken because she had a miscarriage and then can't have kids now. So, you know, seeing um, his girlfriend, I think her name was Heidi, yeah. Um, pregnant was just really an emotional scene for her. You know, I just, I felt so bad for her. And then she walks around and she sees Jen and Ben kissing, you know, and she's probably thinking, great, I can't be with the person that I am falling for, but here they're getting together. Yeah. So um, I just thought that she was not having a very good time at this vigil. And um, Detective Perez confronts Judy and says that she has her eye on her. And Judy totally breaks down and says, good. All you're going to see is a good effing person doing the right thing. It's in her nature. And then all of a sudden she sees plastic on the uh, beach and she has to go running off to save the seals. But it's just hysterical because she goes from one emotion to the other. <laughs> and it just goes to show her, you how she's always trying to do the right thing because I she know. doesn't want the seals to choke on the plastic. So... I was just, I just love the writing in this uh, episode. So they're, they're just so good. And at the very end, we see Charlie watching the uh, pictures that they have of Steve. And they, it shows Steve with his car, which, of course, Charlie oh, recognizes. Exactly. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Now he knows that Steve's car. I knew that was going to happen when he, when, as soon as Charlie showed up and Jen was surprised to see him, I was like, Oh no, they're going to have a slideshow and his car is going to be in it. And it's all going to go down from there. But in, in episode eight, it had to be you. Jen ended up confessing to Charlie. Well, he had interrogated her about why Steve's car was in the storage unit. Yeah. And she responds, cause, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was so funny because she totally got caught, you know. But um, I thought it was a good story when she just told him on a whim, oh, it's because, you know, I got burned out of a deal. And so he felt bad. And so he gave me his car. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what? That doesn't even make any sense. And she's like, well, and he's like, well, couldn't we just like tell the police that, uh, you know, we have the or we had the car or whatever she's like no but then what are they gonna think they you know you've been you were driving around in it and you may not ever get your license and so she's like turning the story around on charlie well and i felt really bad it cracked me up because i think that's when she goes and tells judy oh my god i'm gaslighting my own son yeah <laughs> I'm lying to everybody i was cracking yeah. up so bad Isn't it's great that, that she recognizes that right Exactly. And obviously these two have different 
um, moral compass is. But when she did tell him that it might uh, affect him so that he won't get a driver's license, he was just like all about himself and getting that license again. Right. Yeah, he did not yeah, yeah. really say much more about it. But um, we also got to see uh, this character Hastings and he is basically the middleman for the Greek mafia and Steve. Uh-huh. And so he was pursuing Nick to investigate Judy, but then Nick is leaning more towards investigating the Greek mob. Right. So that should be very interesting. Um, and then when they get home, Jen and Charlie, uh, they see uh, this bold red spray paint on the garage door. And it says, I know what you did. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was thinking at first it was Karen, uh, her neighbor. But then it showed us that. Charlie ended up having another girlfriend, and then Parker found out about that. So she's now harassing Charlie. But he just admitted to Jen that he really likes this other girl because they have a similar experience and that they can relate to, which is the loss of a father. Yeah. But in this episode, I'm just feeling so sorry for Judy and her emotional trauma, mm-hmm. uh, being that she's unable to have babies, and then we see Heidi pregnant. She and Michelle are not in a good place. Michelle's mom is in the hospital, and um, Judy is trying to find ways of cope, but uh, she meets a woman who is a baby snuggler, not a smuggler. <laughs> <laughs> But Judy has a criminal background as Perez um, says it, you know, she's got, uh, or I'm sorry, actually Jen said it. She's got two restraining orders on her from the past six months. Right. So Judy's got a criminal history. So I don't know if she'll be able to become a baby snuggler. Um, And then later we find out on a phone call, something happened to Judy, uh, you know, I guess I'm not sure if they were, if we knew at that episode that she was talking about her mom, but in the next episode, we see right who made that or who she was calling. Uh, yeah. I get, and I think I was assuming that it was her mom watching that up that scene. Right, I think so too. But I didn't think that. I just thought that her mom maybe have died. Well, she said. Point. Well, she had said initially she had told Detective Perez that her mother was dead. And then all of a sudden you see her calling okay, and talking to someone about her mom. And so mm. then you're like, ooh, she's not dead. She lied. So what's mm-hmm. going on there? Yeah. Well. So in episode nine, it's not you, it's me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this episode had a really emotional ending. But before we get into that, a lot happens in this episode. Ben and Jen sleep together. And then Jen breaks up with Ben. And then Judy goes to reconcile with Michelle. And they do temporarily until Detective Perez tells Michelle about, you know, how you just mentioned about them being mixed up with the investigations. And so I think at this point, Michelle doesn't want, you know, just wants to step back from everything. And so then we see Jen 
uh, goes to the council meeting about the stop sign and pleads her case. And this was really funny because a guy on the panel recognizes her and calls her out and says uh, says something to her like, did she assaulted him? And then she throws it back in his face about how he doesn't understand no and that she had to fight him off and that's why she had to she had to defend herself and and oh it was just a really great scene and i think that everybody saw uh this guy and how he treated her and she was able to bring up all the reasons why this was um a good reason to put the stop sign there how her you know her husband may have not been killed if there had been a stop sign um and so I thought that this was just a really good scene um, yeah. show, showcasing that. Absolutely. So Detective Perez and Nick showed Judy the pictures of Charlie with Steve's car. And Judy, you know, immediately defends Charlie, but then goes home to warn Jen. So Judy, Scary. yeah. So Judy takes Jen into the uh, garage because that's their meeting place when they have to talk secretly. And uh, Judy says she's going to take the rap for killing Steve, but Jen says no, you're not, and comes clean and tells her that she did it, and that you know no one can love her. But Judy says that she loves her, and Jen lashes out and tells Judy that she would love anyone, even people that are abusive to her. And oh my God, I felt so bad for Judy. So bad for her. I know. So she runs off to the car with Jen chasing her and practically, Jen practically lays on the car for her not to leave. And Judy yells at the top of her lungs, stop it! And then just starts hitting herself and Jen immediately goes to her and hugs her and says it'll be okay. Oh my gosh. Sad. Yeah, it was so sad. It was so emotional. Um, I really felt it from both of them. I felt like they were both just, it was like a ping pong, you know, match just back and forth um, because they were both so scared. They were both so hurt. They were both so emotional. And, uh, but that also that they were there for each other. Uh, You know, they did lash out. Well, Jen lashed out, um, not so much Judy, but, and Judy was so hurt from it. But I think Jen did see what her words had done to her. And so I think um, she realized that. And so I just, I like that she chased her and liked that she didn't go away and wasn't going to let her go and was there for her. So I thought that that was a really, um, a pivotal scene for them. And the next thing we see is Judy uh, sleeping in Jen's bed and Jen's writing out letters to her and the kids and leaves a binder full of instructions and leaves and then she shows up at uh detective perez's door yeah that's the end of the episode (sighs) so hard to see that yeah that was difficult but in episode 10 where do we go from here jen confessed to perez we saw that but when she takes her out to the woods get it Steve Woods, the woods, (laughs) (laughs) where Steve was buried. (laughs) Um, They couldn't find his burial site. And, you know, I find it really interesting that these two women, Perez and Jen, were able to bond, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, about 
talking about their late mothers. Yeah. And I think that was a really powerful moment for both of them. Mm -hmm. um, so after all of that, Perez told Jen, go home. We were never here. And I'm thinking, well, what does that really mean? Because we see at the end of episode 10, the dog digging at Steve's burial site. And I'm pretty sure the dog is going to find Steve. And that's going to go back to Perez. And they were there looking for Steve. So everything that Jen was trying to say was right once they find his body. So then what will Perez end up doing? Will she have to deface the law? I mean, to protect her own self? Because uh. now she's in it too. She had a confession. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and then I think another turning point um, for two people in their relationship was Judy and Nick. When Judy brings Nick the burner phone that was in Steve's case from the mm -hmm. car that mm -hmm. Charlie got, um, you know, Nick is really hot on that Greek mafia. And I, I just have a feeling that he is going to find justice in the next season, season three. Um, I think, I think he, I really do feel that he's going to be the one, but who knows? I mean, right. gosh, it seems like the ring is getting bigger. Well, it's interesting. I felt like Nick, I kept thinking Nick was going to be like more, like they kept kind of showing him a little by little. And I'm like, okay, there's going to be a scene because I like him, right? I kept thinking that something was going to happen with Nick. And I'm like, wow, he wasn't in this season too much. So I'm hoping that they do bring him more into the next season. Yeah. Because I, I would like to see more of him. I think he's redeeming. I think he's getting back on his feet because he was really hurt by what happened between he and Judy. Yeah. So, and they were really loving towards each other in season one. Right. But, um, okay. So with Judy and Jen, when they reunite after Jen, um, her hiatus and her confession, when they reunite, it just told me how much Judy means to Jen and how much Jen means to Judy. Of course, we all know right. how much, you know, Jen means to Judy, but as I think, as much as Judy is codependent to Jen, I think it's a mutual feeling from Jen's side as well. I agree. They really, yeah, they just felt like so relieved when they reunited. I, that was, I mean, I understand like all these other feelings and her confessing and possibly getting life in prison or something or whatever consequences, leaving her boys behind and stuff. But at the same right. time, I like holding each other. It just really showed how much they are there for each other. Yeah. So that was really a sweet moment. Um, and they're very, they, they seem really inseparable. And, and of course, they've been through a lot and dealing with all these emotions. But I'm finally, I'm just glad that they finally touched on the stress of what just happened. Because I think them at the grocery store after burying Steve and eating pie and like <laughs> falling in love with people. Yeah. To me, that is not how I would perceive a true crime story. Right. You know? Yes. I'm like there's no way yeah. I, I feel like I would want to be, you know, in hiding for like, no one even knows what you right. did, but you yeah. want to be hiding. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what did you notice in episode 10? I really liked how all the things were tied up. 
in the season two finale. Um, I wondered how they were going to get out of this because Detective Perez didn't believe Jen after her confession and thought she was covering for her son killing Steve or that Judy somehow manipulated or coerced Jen. But Jen tells Detective Perez that she's guilty and that Charlie is just a teen with an immature frontal lobe which was funny, and that Judy is just an extremely nice person and just sees kindness in ev- anyone and in everyone, whether it's there or not. And I, I, I too, thought it was a super nice moment when they talked about, uh, when Detective Perez and Jen talked about losing their mothers at a young age. Um, I thought that was a really bonding moment for them. And I felt that's when uh, it shifted for Perez's thinking. Um, also that she got a text from Nick saying we got him. So, uh, and I think that's what's going to happen, right? That she's going to, somehow the Greek mafia is going to probably be, end up being blamed for this or that it's going to be a bigger, well, didn't she say that he's in federal prison, that the chief is in federal prison for this? So I think that somehow they're already being, um, looked at, so... I'm assuming that that's how they're going to sway this death of Steve. But who knows? Who knows? You know, there's still so much uh, twists and turns throughout this whole um, show, seasons one and two. So, um, but I really liked seeing all the facets of Detective Perez in the season. I thought it was really um, nice to see someone else other than just the main characters. Um, I was... Really happy to see that Jen got everything off her chest and apologized to Judy in that letter for lying and betraying her. And it said a lot that that um, Jen would leave Judy guardianship of her kids. I really do. I, that says a lot. For anybody that's a mother, Yeah. you know, leaving your kids to somebody, oh my gosh, that's saying a lot. And it wasn't Lorna. I know. I know. <laughs> Lorna got bought out. Yes. (laughs) Oh, and at the end, I was so shocked and mad at Ben for leaving Jen and Judy after crashing into their car. Yeah. But I was happy to see he didn't kill them. And then I was slightly amused because I thought, here we go. Season three. Great way to seg. It's another murder, right? That's always, or not a murder because this isn't a murder, but it's another crime, right? It's another crime. So, yeah. And uh, Ben, he has a problem with alcohol because he doesn't even remember when he and Jen made out on the beach. Well, he said he was kidding. Oh, he did? Yes. He said he he said that, and then later on he said he did remember. He was just saying that because he didn't want to confront it. Oh, I missed so. that. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. for sure he. I was like, okay, but he well. has been a year sober, and he does have an alcohol problem. So, oh, that's a bummer. Because at the end, I was I thought about that. I was like, oh wait, he, yes, obviously he has an alcohol issue, but he blacked out, so that you know maybe. I don't know, because that's crazy. Like, Jen, I thought she looked seriously injured in that car accident. I thought she wasn't going to, I thought she was going to make, they were going to end and like, we were going to think like she was dead because Judy's all, Jen, Jen, like, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) She's not going to wake up. Yeah, I know. That's crazy though. At the stop sign site, 
that she advocated for. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that, I love, see, I love it. The writing is so good. Yeah. The writing is really good. Charlie's brand new car that Judy bought. Yep. Um, let's see. Yeah. Tell me your other thoughts on this whole uh, season. Yeah. And then uh, Charlie, at the end of that episode, we also see that Charlie found the letter yes. that Jen wrote to Judy. Yes. And Charlie has a pretty good moral compass, kind of, I think, because, you know, he wanted to go to the police initially with the car. He thought that the Mercedes was a gift to him. I guess maybe he doesn't have the best moral compass. He was just the underdeveloped frontal lobe, right? <laughs> yes. Of course, it's a car. Remember what you said about a car? Yeah. The last episode, you wanted to drive that car. Give me that key. You got keys? Okay, but, I got a car. <laughs> yeah, but he was thinking the car was his. So, I mean, yeah. he was acting like a teen. But yeah. at the same time, he does know right from wrong and does do the right thing, right? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, I don't know. I just feel, I fear, yeah, I fear for Jen and Charlie's relationship in season three. I don't know. I know because now if he read, but we don't know if he's read the letter, but he probably will. But if he read the letter, it's like, great. Now his mom has killed somebody, but I don't, you know, I don't know. I hope he doesn't read it. I hope he does. I know. It. And then the paintings. Yeah. I was shocked to see <laughs> what she was going to do with those paintings. Cause I remember in the earlier episodes, she's like, where are my paintings? I need my paintings. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, we've never really seen her paintings, or I guess. And so when they're there, they're like these cute little girl pictures. Um, and then she just starts smashing them, and then all this cash falls out of it. Yeah. I, I don't know how much money that was, but they were able to pay Lorna. to. Uh, so they bought the house from Lorna, bought her out. And then she, what did Lorna say? Are you buying me out of my grandchildren or something like yeah, that? Yeah, out of their she, lives. Yeah. yeah. She's so funny. I like that actress. Yeah. She's hilarious. Um, and then, oh, Judy's mom, that comment that she said uh, when she blamed Judy for becoming an addict. I just think that's really hurtful. Oh God, that's and, awful. You know, I have a baby just like the way that she described, cries a lot, needs a, you know, needy and all this other stuff. But I really had a hard time press processing her confessing to her daughter. I like agree. That. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I thought the same exact thing. Oh my gosh, I just think that's so unfair. And I felt bad for Judy and Judy was like, would she say kids don't make you become an addict? Right. Yeah. So uh, manipulative. Yeah. You know, um, one little detail that I wanted to point out, it was the T-shirt that Perez was wearing when Judy was grinding coffee very yeah. casually, forgetting that there is a roommate in the home. Yeah. Her ex. And the shirt, the T-shirt said, stay in your lane. Yeah. And I thought that was a really, really good little touch that they were able to put in there at that moment while she's 
she's clearly out of her lane, you know, grinding yeah. coffee in somebody's home. The ex lives there. <laughs> and I just forgot that there's an ex there because of the way Michelle was like, oh, make yourself at home. Right, right. I would have been know. like, okay, let's go. Yeah. It's time <laughs> for you coming. to leave. Yeah. Get your clothes. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But I love their uh, moment when they woke up to each other. They make out like they actually are in love. Yeah. Those scenes, they're so, they must have done some really, really intimate rehearsals to, to be so believable because. Yeah. I don't know how they are able to do that. Yeah, I know? agree. It didn't look awkward, anything. No. It just looked like it was, yeah. They I thought it was beautiful. Couple. Uh -huh. I thought it was very beautiful and very, very organic. And just watching that on a modern day show, I'm just, I'm really thankful that they're able to create this message to a lot of people. I uh, actually was just reading, either it was today or yesterday, the director, um, she wanted to make the scenes between them very um, everyday, like everydayish, like not make it an issue that Judy had a relationship with men previously and is now having a relationship with a woman. She didn't want it to be an issue at all. And that's wow. exactly what it felt job. like. Yeah, it just was just normal. You know, it wasn't, it was just, that's how it was. So, yeah. but I I love how the director, the writers, they're able to produce this and advocate for that social issue as well. Because there's still very people who are t that take unkindly to this subject, and I think right. that they did a beautiful job presenting this. Uh huh. So, what else did you notice in this series? I thought it was funny that Parker, uh, you know, tells her that she can't take the pictures down because she's a micro influencer. So I oh just gosh. thought that was cool. Yeah. And then it was interesting also that Jen has a thousand dollars to write to her. I'm like, wait a minute, you couldn't even make your mortgage payment. How are you writing over a thousand dollar check? See right. how she, she has money. She doesn't have money. She has money. She doesn't have money. Um, and then when you were talking earlier about Jen and I mean about Judy and Charlie having that conversation, it was it was so funny. And and Judy tells Charlie that she lost her virginity in a seventy eight Corvette. Oh my and, gosh. And Charlie shakes his head. He's like, We're not having this conversation. We're not having this conversation. Oh my I was gosh. dying. And then uh Judy says, Just just do me a favor and wear condoms. No warts, no oozing down there. Ew. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. I loved it. I just loved it. I love really Charlie. He's great. I, yeah. I really do love this actor. And then how you mentioned about all that money that were, was in there. I thought that was just a really good good way for them to get out of this bind, right? And that exactly. they put it and that they had been talking about the paintings from the beginning. So it's not like they just popped this in at the end. It's like they had a clear picture of what those paintings meant in the beginning and knew that she finally gets them at the end and here this money was helping them out of a bind in so many situations. So oh my gosh, I know. I thought that was great. And um, oh my gosh. And it was so awesome to see Katie Seagal plays Judy's mom. Since we've seen her play Christina Applegate's mom as Peg Bundy. She was so good at this role. And I thought 
that Katie and Linda both have those high cheekbones that they look like they were related. So I, I thought know. that was awesome. I know. And I was so upset for Judy for the same reason that you said, um, you know, Jen, uh, before that, Jen tells Judy that she has to learn to say no. And then we see Judy visit her mom in prison and her mom tells, talks about Judy being hard baby to handle. So she turned to drugs and, um, and then she asked Judy to write a letter saying how much she has changed that it'll go a long way with the parole board. And Judy says, no. And I'm like, good for you, Judy. Uh, it's, a, it's the best no that you have said. And so I was really happy for her uh, being able to do that, especially to her mom. Right. But she was finally able to see people manipulating her. So I just thought that was really good. And then lastly, I just want to say that I love this friendship between these two women. And I'm so happy to see two women, two friends, two leads in a hit comedy drama show right now. I yeah. just think it's 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 really good. So oh, I'm happy. I remember what I was what I wanted to say. It was what? about Nick and Hastings when he was pushing to have Judy investigated. Yeah. And Nick was like, "Oh, really? You think that a art teacher at a convalescent home is worth investigating over the Greek mafia. <laughs> yeah. I love the way he backed her like that, you know? Yeah. Um, even though he didn't really have to say anything. I mean, it's the Greek mafia. How, like, just looking at it in a book, you know? I he mean, was I trying know. to deflect. He was yeah. just deflecting because he yeah. knew he was guilty. So he's all, okay, I got to get this off my, <laughs> off me. Yeah. I think it's her. Yeah. I thought so. it was great, though. So. so, yeah, so it was a great season two. And so uh, who knows when we'll see season three. But uh, it was it, it gave us a lot to look forward to. I think so, so I too. I could say that. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for yours. You're so tell me, tell me, what else are you currently watching? Well, um, I actually decided that I wanted to start watching The Golden Girls. And don't ah. tell me why. I have no idea. All <laughs> I know is I've seen it on Hulu and I'm like, I'm going to watch it because I did used to watch The Golden Girls as a young child. And so if any of you have not seen The Golden Girls, it's an American sitcom created by Susan Harris and it started in 1985 to 1992 and there is about seven or so seasons and the show stars Beatrice Arthur, Betty White, Rue McClanahan and Estelle Getty and so these four older women um, have an amazing friendship and they're living in Miami, Florida and they all have a different personality and um current situations like i think um i get these two names confused naturally just because they they're very similar i think it's dorothy she's a teacher and i think she teaches at a high school and so the very first episode she's talking about 
the students um, who have green hair and they have shaved heads and rings in their faces, like I guess nose rings maybe and stuff. And just the type of students that she's working with, like very edgy, but she's not verbally resistant. She is very outspoken. She is incredibly hilarious by her very blunt way of speaking. She's super sarcastic where she just has you cracking up every time <laughs> she opens her mouth. Uh-huh. Betty White is like the sweetest, kindest, most gentle person. And <laughs> one of her scenes or one of her skits was... Um, she comes home and she's like, oh, I'm just, I've had such an emotional day. And Dorothy is like, well, of course you work at a, like some kind of rehabilitation, like counseling, you know, where it's like very heavy emotional um, difficulties that people are going through. So she yeah. works at a facility where you're going to be receiving a lot of um, sadness. And so yeah, she's like, yeah. Oh, I've just been so sad. <laughs> and she's like, well, gee, I wonder why it's so, I was watching this at like midnight one night laughing hysterically aloud. Oh, so, I love that. It was so funny. And then Blanche, she is like this, you know, um, I guess Sexy. she has more sex appeal She's, you know, they live in Florida and she's got this fur wrap around her shoulders and this like sequence dress on and she's got the beautiful red lipstick and she's off on a date hoping that her man is going to propose to her. And then Do uh, Dorothy and her what's mom? Betty White's. Oh, uh, I don't know their oh, name. Shoot. Now I can't remember her name, but Betty White's character. Um, then they're all worried about where they're going to live because if she gets married, that's Blanche's house. They're going to have to move. So it's just, it's funny because they're like, they're, they're trying to be supportive as friends for Blanche and her proposal, her future proposal. But then again, they're like, we got to think about ourselves and they're being comedic about it. And then yeah. uh, Dorothy's mom is at the doorstep. I guess her uh, live-in elderly living facility, she says it burnt down, which <laughs> I think is a lie. <laughs> and so she's so funny, her character. She's even more blunt and direct than Dorothy is. She's yeah. just this little spit and vinegar, little firecracker, teeny tiny, a lot like my grandmother was, <laughs> just very, very loud. It's such a cute show. I think they have a uh, a gay neighbor. He also was in in the opening episode as well. So if you haven't watched The Golden Girls, I totally get their jokes now that I'm an adult. I didn't understand it then, but I still enjoyed watching it. And I enjoy watching it even more now. So I yeah. highly recommend this show. They were pushing the envelope with these older visual characters in the late 80s, mid 80s to early 90s. And I think that was very, I think that it was really helpful for a lot of people because yeah. these figures, these older white women figures being okay with certain movements. And as I feel there's advocacy through so many different avenues 
and I think there's huge impact through television. And who knows, maybe that's what helped mold me as a young person into who I am now, watching yeah. shows like this. So right. I totally recommend it. You can find it on Hulu. Awesome. What have you seen recently? I uh, I finished Normal People on Hulu. And I really, after seeing the whole season, I can say I really did enjoy it. And I was really sad when it was over. Okay. Um, Is this the because, Mark Ruffalo? No, no, no. Normal People is about the two young people in Ireland. Oh, okay. The couples okay. that keeps getting together, breaking up, getting together. They start in high school and they go through college. But it's very, it's a very intimate look at these this couple and it deals with mental health um touches on suicide and um uh touches on abuse and just how they handle it how people um deal with it it's hard to explain um but it's really about these two people and their relationship with each other and how those things have impacted them uh, it, it doesn't happen between them, but, you know, they're affected by it. Yeah. So they bring they bring it into their relationship. Right. That's what it is. And so it was a little slow moving for me in the beginning, but I am so happy I watched it. I really liked it. I thought the chemistry of these actors was so good. I was heartbroken for them so many times. And so um, I thought it was good. I would recommend it. Cool. Um I finished seeing Run, which was on HBO, which I had talked to you about. I don't know if a lot of people watch this, and I don't know if there'll be a second season. It was very different than other movies that I had seen, um, but I liked it. It was it was good, so I was really happy to see this. And I'm I, I'll be sad if there isn't a second season, and I, I know that that's up in the air. So, but um, I did like it. Okay. And then I started see, watching World of Dance because it started a couple weeks ago. And Brooke, I thought about you because you're. I know your daughter. I think your daughter would like this show because she likes to dance. Oh and yeah. It's Thank a good sh it's a good show to watch. I believe oh, yeah. it's on Monday nights. You could okay. tape it We're and then watch just, it then. And then just watch it. And um you know, the judges are um Jennifer uh Lopez and um oh my gosh, I'm gonna draw the biggest uh Neo and uh Derek Huff. Sorry, oh, okay. oh my god, I thought I was totally gonna draw a blank on everybody's name because I tend to do that a lot. Um, but they are, they've been the judges. I think this is the third season. It's people dancing of all, you know, types of dancing, Latin dancing, group dancing, hip hop dancing, contemporary dancing, ballet dancing, junior dancing and adult dancing. It's just all over and they compete and, um, it's just, it's fun. It's just a fun, it's lighthearted. It has to do with dance. They're encouraged, you know, by the judges. And so it's just a fun thing to watch. So I would tell people, if you don't have anything to watch, watch that. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm continuing to watch Songland, which I really love. And I've only watched a couple movies recently. And I have to say that I haven't been blown away by the movies that I've seen. But um, I will talk a moment about Doolittle with Robert Downey Jr. Um, he's the title character alongside um, Antonio Banderas that I almost didn't recognize. Wow. So, yeah, I was like, oh, is that Antonio Banderas? Something about 
him looks sounds like him and then i had to look it up i had to look it up to make sure it was him and uh michael sheen and um and then emma thompson rami malek and a, a, a slew of other actors voiced the characters of these animals and so um so robert downey plays uh john doolittle and it it kind of talks about this in a in a, a backstory and so it was him and his wife they were devoted they had devoted their lives to helping animals and um but uh she she died during a voyage at sea which caused him to retreat from the world becoming a hermit and now he's forced to abandon that lifestyle when two children intrude to tell him that the queen of england is sick and if she dies the successor to the throne has plans to take Doolittle's estate from him and all the animals and their safeguards. So oh. it's just, a, it, you know, it is a fun story. Um, so okay. I would say if you have a family, it would be fun. Um, but it's not life-changing in any way. Okay. <laughs> so so it's good. If you like Robert Downey Jr., you like the animals, and, you know, it's a decent story, it'll be fun to watch. So Sounds good, though. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, but I'm really excited for our um, our next uh, show where we will be watching black films and I'm already uh, getting started and lined up with watching, uh, getting things in my queue to watch. So I'm excited about our next, oh, that's good. Uh, our next episode. Yeah, me too. I'm very looking forward to that one as well. So thank you. Thank you for your recommendations and all your amazing insight on uh, this series, Dead to Me. I hope they do another season so that we could continue this story and find out what happens to everybody. Yeah. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you for yours. You're always so kind and Aww. so insightful and Thank always you. finding. I, I have to look further into food next time because you're really good at finding those references with food and the story on right? Dead to Me. Isn't yeah. that funny? The pink tacos? Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> but everybody, if you have any other insight or feedback that we may have missed, please let us know. That's our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are grateful that you tuned in today and we hope that something we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. You can rate and review our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We would really, really love it if you could give us some feedback. We'll be uploading a new episode in a few weeks. Next show, we'll be discussing black films. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.